this is a town of sinners, Betty. And sinners have to die. Your speech at the Jubilee. Riverdale must do better. We must do better. Reminded me of a promise that I made to my mother. This town will do better. We must do better. So I picked up my father's sword. And I continued the work that he and my grandfather started. The purging of sin. Hello and welcome back to Margaret Thatcher Templar Spy, the podcast run by Jugheads for Jugheads, and where we Veronica lodge ourselves into online fan wikis and databases to find out what small bits of lore we can. I'm the relentless hamburger addict Joel Franey, and I'm joined by the water-soaked corpse found in the small town quarry, James Law. And today the topic is Riverdale, the adaptation of Archie that broke onto the small screens and, from what I gather, away from any sense of palpable reality. And James spent the last week looking at Archie just anything or just the Riverdale TV the Riverdale sp- TV series is what I focused on this week and okay that sounds like it's enough from what I've heard that I would say it's too much uh, it's uh, so are you familiar at all with the CW and the way that they run TV shows um I know that they make those DC TV stuff which I've not seen any of Right. Um, so basically, the CW. Well, does... well, I say that I saw their adaptation of Constantine and got very upset, and then stopped <laughs> watching. Yeah. So their vibe is very much uh, over the top teen drama, where everything matters is the like to the most serious, intense degree. Oh God. Like so, this is all a bunch of high school kids. So they're like sixteen, seventeen, um, and it starts at the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> Like fucking Twin Peaks, like a dead body washes up on the shore with a bullet through his head, or like so Jesus. Jason's dead, and we have to find out who did the murder. And <laughs> it's just why are, why are teens studying this rather than you know law enforcement? Uh, well, there are there is law enforcement. They're just very bad at it. So basically, so the Archie comics. <laughs> oh my god, it's Scooby Doo. <laughs> so the Archie comics are. A long-running comic series where yes. Archie's a teen at school, and he like it's basically his adventures with the girls that he dates. Basically, yeah, and, that, like, I I've only read like parody versions of it, but it always seemed pretty wholesome looking from the outside and kind yeah. of lighthearted. Like, it's quite I chill. Think there, I think there was a crossover between Archie and like Josie and the Pussycats, just to sort yeah, of hammer so... home the kind of tone. Yeah, well, that they're part of the same universe. So Josie and the Pussycats are in this she this TV show as well. Um, are they? Yeah, they're they're here. Uh, they're they're like what? It's it's very weird actually. They're they're like pop stars, but they also go to like the same school or like live in the same town. And Josie's mum is the mayor of Riverdale, uh, and it's uh, completely bizarre. It's also in the same universe as Sabrina the Teenage Witch as well. Um, why the, t- the sabrina tv show is like in i think the same universe why Did- uh, because i mean in the comics they were they were in the same in the same like there, there was i guess it started as a crossover but then they just like put the characters together like sabrina and archie would hang out in do they comics. meet in do they meet in the show uh in the show i don't know if sabrina and archie Become, become mates but Josie and that's, Archie definitely because that's are. why I ask why like what's the point in making a shared universe if there's no overlap uh, well it means that they can call their wiki the Archieverse wiki which oh, I think is very entertaining uh, <laughs> you know when something uses the word verse at the end of it you just kind of expect it to be 
a little grander, like it's a whole brand or like a deity thing. Oh yeah, not it's... not not the redheaded teen. Like this is his universe. It's his no, universe. It it's the redheaded teen who everything in the entire like everything revolves around this town, and everything in this town means everything to this town. So when Jason dies, her twin brother, who uh, I think they have a quite weird relationship with each other, to be honest, but her t- her twin brother. Her brother died about a week ago. This is Cheryl. And her way of grieving his death is to host a pep rally where all of the cheerleaders what? do a song and the and Josie and the Pussycats play and the mayor comes along and does a little speech and then all the football players run. And then she sees Archie run through this uh run through the field. And then <laughs> like in her mind, it's replaced by the rotting corpse of Jason. <laughs> <laughs> And like, oh, I like, peeked the, peek the microphone there. I was not expecting that. <laughs> and, then, and like she, she runs. See, in, in my head, it's just like one of those old perfume commercials with the, with the corpse just gently skipping through a field of flowers. Like it's Archie in his football, in his like American football gear, and like he's running along the field, and, and Cheryl like looks at him, and it's Archie. And then she looks at him again, and it's her dead brother. <laughs> she like runs away, and then like has a hug with Veronica or whatever. Jesus um, Christ! And also, she describes her own brother's death. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if her way of mourning loss is particularly uh, healthy. I guess. Um, basically, to each their like, own. But also, this feels like an expensive way of. Yeah, it. Uh, she's very much. I like, mean, I'm sure the mayor's got better shit he could be doing. Uh, well, so she's the she's like very rich, I think, is the thing, and uh, her family's loaded. So like, she's the she's kind of like the boss of the cheerleaders, and is like telling everyone what to do and shit. Um, but also, um, she <laughs> she goes to Betty's house, who's one of Archie's like childhood friends slash. Uh, she fancies him, and he doesn't right. fancy her back. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I mean, I'm like, this is just in season one. There's five seasons of this shit. Oh, it, it'll it goes back and forth, like you know. We're starting off with murder mysteries and mayor-sponsored pep rallies that are also <laughs> funerals, I guess. <laughs> but she. I don't know why you'd want to be pepped over someone dying. So she suspects Betty's sister, who like got, I think, sent away from town after getting after dating jason who's the murder victim and cheryl thinks that betty's sister did it and so she like sent away from t- what, she like, like exile. Sits on, she like sits on betty's lap and starts doing her makeup in like a kind of a bit too close way uh, particularly bearing in mind that these are um in in the canon 17 year olds which uh, you you have to continuously remind yourself when you're watching the show like <laughs> These actors might be twenty five. These characters are not twenty five. This is very fucking no, weird. This um, is this this is eighties slasher movies all over again. But <laughs> the th- she describes her brother's death as his epic demise. <laughs> <laughs> you and know like, what? This is I, like, I can understand that. He if died I, a if week I want, ago. <laughs> if I want anything on my gravestone after I'm gone, <laughs> it's Joel Franey's epic demise. Yeah. Uh, and yeah so he was he was 17 at his death uh um, so how did he die he was just shot by someone well that's i think season one is working out 
the re like exactly how he died and so like you know was he shot did he drown like they initially thought he drowned but then his body washed up on the shore when um the shows uh the, the shows I, I hesitate to say this but the show's token gay guy because that is his entire character right. um finds him whilst on like a little rendezvous with one of the football players down by the river and they find his Sexy. body with a bullet hole in his head so what they just assumed he drowned because they couldn't find the body and yeah and like he was in a river okay um speaking of the gay best friend character actually he like he honestly has no no other character traits apart from like look he's gay and he's betty's friend oh, that's his, that's always fun isn't in it in episode in the episode one he says oh my god archie got hot like you know just oh. because and in episode two he says are we 100 percent sure that archie's straight because no straight man has that body but <laughs> in in my favorite Jesus line in Christ. response to that betty says speaking of bodies have you recovered from finding jason's <laughs> which hell of a segue betty <laughs> yeah like i know i know you want to talk about that subject but like maybe not when he's he's just thirsting over your friend just i don't know speaking of sexuality how's that corpse you found <laughs> Yeah, Archie's hot. So are you traumatized for life now? <laughs> um, and so, but Archie was at the river, so he knows something that other people don't. He heard a gunshot at the river, but he can't say anything because dun dun oh dun. Seventeen-year-old Archie was uh, smooching his thirty-five-year-old uh, music teacher down by the river. Okay, that uh, that isn't okay. But also, if someone got shot to death, just fucking man up and. Well, that's the, the thing is, yeah. <laughs> so I think in the showrunners wanted this to be like to be seen as kind of like an illicit, sexy rendezvous where oh, you know, it's so scandalous. But, but they're like, well, I'm, I'm oh, also it's... guessing that the the age of the actor means that it's just like yeah, the age like of the really age of minor. the actor, like he's like in his twenties, um, <laughs> like so she's a whole three years older than you are. Archie. Okay, no, to be fair, he, it, society yeah, he... will never accept it. <laughs> Like he's uh he's now a ripped twenty three year old um in real life I think when they filmed it it would have been a couple of years ago. Um, okay. Oh, that's a bit more. But like, acceptable. but still, like, not acceptable. A bit the, more logical. Bit yeah. So the the issue frankly. is the character is seventeen and the other character is thirty five and they also they, also his teacher. They really is... really wanted to frame it as like a super like a sexy thing, like they, they wait sexy. They have the the way the scenes are shot is like kind of you know they're they're like smooching in the shower and they have like the hand on the shower like on the steamy shower glass oh, thing and stuff. Oh, like, like the like the Titanic car. Yeah, they like they like make it kind of like ooh, this is all saucy, isn't it? But then <laughs> then viewers of the show were like, nah, this actually sucks quite a lot. Yeah, uh, this is a this is a predatory relationship. Especially Stop since sexualizing it in the. In the comics, uh, the teacher known uh, uh, called Geraldine Grundy, Miss Grundy, in Grundy, the, yeah, in the in the comics, Miss Grundy is like just kind of an older teacher who like is a bit harsh on her students, but it, she's like a kind of granny type. Like she's got grey hair. She's like says, oh, she, why she's, "She's Aunt May, not Black Cat." Yeah, she like she yeah she didn't she's like oh why didn't you do your homework? Um, I just want the best for you kids, but I'm a bit naggy sometimes. 
That was her character in the comics, but in this one, she is a. <laughs> I want, I want the best for you kids. Now I want the best of the kids. Yeah, now, now, she, and in the show, they made her a, a nonce. Uh, and so, God. So uh, that to when, be in the writers' room when that choice was when made. When the when the fans like sort of realized, wait, this is sort of fucked. The writers <laughs> like clearly made like a very swift like skirt. Like, oh wait, hang on, abort, let's, abort. <laughs> let's abort mission here. Um, immediately started writing uh i mean there were there were like some kind of token throwaway lines like this isn't okay and she's preying on you archie but like but it's meant they they were showing it more as like sexy forbidden than, yeah exactly oh no this is actually quite wrong exactly. forbidden. um so, but the the way that they go about like getting because like once this becomes a thing in the show it's kind of like all right that's a poison chalice now you can't really be having that in the show anymore um so <laughs> in order to get rid of her so she first leaves Uh-oh. town um yeah. and what on on the wake of the scandal or just sudden bye yeah so she was caught for committing statutory rape by alice cooper and fred andrews not that alice cooper um, yeah i was about to say <laughs> betty's mum um so why she... is she called alice cooper <laughs> did they not suddenly go you know i do, is this name familiar to anyone? Do you think someone's used it? For- nah, I'm sure it's fine. Um, so she was found by Archie's dad and Betty's mum. So she then was forced to quit her job and uh, leave Riverdale. She then went to the town of Greendale, which I believe is where Sabrina the Teenage Witch or the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or whatever is set, um, on the opposite right. side of the river, um, and continued to teach music and continued to be a nonce and have inappropriate relationships with her underage students. Um, and Jesus. in order to get her to like stop forever, the showrunners had a strange man called the Black Hood break into her house and strangle her to death with the cello what? bow Archie gave her as a goodbye present. <laughs> 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 Fucking amazing. How do we get rid of her? Let's have her killed by the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. This is the Black that Hood. That won't be a massive tonal shift or anything. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's not a tonal shift because this is what the show feels like the entire time. This is the Black Hood. I am the can't man go, who can't shot... go off tone if there's no tone to stick to. <laughs> yeah. I am the man who shot the adulterer at Pops. <laughs> I I killed the child predator in Greendale. I shot the drug and sex addicted teenagers at Lovers Lane. Riverdale is not innocent. It's a town of hypocrites, degenerates, and criminals. My wrath is the price of your lies, your secrets, your sins. I will not stop. I cannot be stopped. So they did adapt. You are the that. They did adapt that comic of Archie versus the Punisher. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. That's clearly him. You are the flock. This is the bloodletting. You will hear from me again, says the Black Hood in his letter to the town. Oh my god. Um, So yeah. uh, This this is is the show equivalent of, hey guys, no bad ideas. Let's just... (laughs) Let's just Let's put just it all on the table ball. here. Right, so we've we've written this character that had you know that was actually a lot less well received and had implications that we didn't think about in the first draft. How are we going to get rid of her? Someone just puts their hand up. Could we have a shot by a dramatic vigilante and, or strangled <laughs> Sorry, not by shot. not shot strangled by a cello bow? <laughs> yeah, strangled in a in a symbolic way. <laughs> so yes, it's I a love goodbye it. present from Archie. Do you get it? It's a goodbye present, and like yes. she's dying. And do you, do you get it, guys? Do you get it? <laughs> um. 
So basically, Dear that's God. the sort of show that Riverdale is. Um, you're kind of selling it to me. On, to honestly, honest. like it, you start watching it, you're like, oh, this is this is sort of like teen romance trash, blah blah blah, whatever. But <laughs> but like, it's honestly just perfect. Like I, I like the it, idea of this just mental breakdown of a writing yeah. staff on camera. <laughs> but it was never like. It, it seems like it like went off the rails, but it was never on the rails. Like right. you have you have like previous like prior to Jason's murder, you have um, like behind the scenes bullshit going on that like led to it. So that like you know you can't yeah. work out who did the murder too early because there's too much bullshit going on that you're not told, and they get to reveal it throughout the show. And bear in mind, these are all like school kids who are. Like trying to trying to get into university, like they're all busy. Like, oh my god, I've got my scholarship coming up and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, priorities, people. And there's like, someone's, and there's like someone's the being murdered, and, 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 a, and a vigilante is killing more people. Yeah, but, you know, we've got to get a good grade. There, there, there is like a lot of um, like because they want to be like a progressive show as well. They have, there's an entire hence, arc. Hence the token gay guy whose only character arc is he's the yes. gay guy. Yes, well, and they have, they have a, they have a bit in the, um, in the first season, like a, a several episodes long arc where, um, the football jocks are, um, like, they're like kissing girls and then slut shaming them for getting with them or whatever. And right. they have like a, they have like a book, like a, like a scoreboard a book. book that they write things in. Like oh, they write God. mean things about the girls they got with. Um, and like the, the show wants to like, obviously say this is wrong and fucked and um, yes. a horrible state of affairs for um, young people to have to go through. Um, and it's a thing that you know young women are, are in a school environment and like in a high school environment will often go through and um yep but the way they like instead of dealing with it in a <laughs> in like a normal person way they deal with it in a way where so it comes to light when uh chuck clayton who's the main jock guy kisses veronica in a car and then he posts a photo of her with like maple syrup on her head and what? says <laughs> so chuck posts a photo of him and veronica and then he edits really badly some like maple syrup over her face and says i gave her a sticky maple which is a riverdale form of slut shaming so then veronica along with betty and a bunch of other victims at the football team were like horrible to were like, let's take these guys down. Um, and What you know, did they call the Black Hood? Well, like, <laughs> honestly, that would probably be less unhinged than what they actually did, which oh, was um, which was one of the girls that they have, um, like one of the girls in like the group of girls who was like, um, who was like shamed by the football team has a hot tub and a pool. So Betty... I'm, I'm already getting a bad feeling about Betty where this is says, going. Betty says to Chuck, hey, baby, do you want to come to the hot tub with me at, at this girl's house? And then they're like, he's like, oh, yeah, oh, oi, oi, ho, 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 I'd love that. I see nothing suspicious about this situation at um, all. And then he, he goes to the door and then the door is opened and it's not Betty, it's Veronica. And he's like, you're not Betty. And she's like, 
Yeah, baby. Well, we thought it'd be more fun together. Um, bear in mind these are seventeen-year-olds. Um, and then, yeah. and then he comes in. And he's like, "Oh, well." And she's like, "Come on, get in the hot tub. It's so hot in here. Oh, it's really hot." And oh, then he's like, "Oh, oi, oi, let's go to the hot tub." Oi. And then Betty comes out in a fucking black wig. What? <laughs> Betty, Betty comes out in a black wig, like in like the was end she of the Greece. black hood all along. <laughs> it was like the fucking end of Greece, where like she right. turns into a bad girl and like starts like saying, "Hey, Chuck." It's me. Uh, Betty couldn't make it, so I'm here instead. Like she's got like a fucking like a like a sexy alter ego or some shit. And then Chuck's like, "Ooh, this is great. A bit of menage, am I right?" Uh, and then, <laughs> and then like, they they get him in the hot tub. They drug him. What? They they mix muscle relaxant with alcohol. Handcuff him to the hot tub, and then start turning the heat up. I was going to make a joke. I was going to make a joke they were going to boil him to death. You they, t- they li- that is literally a line. She says, so help me, I will boil you alive. <laughs> and, then, and, then starts, and then she starts pouring maple syrup on his head, saying, I've got a sticky maple for you too. <laughs> and then Veronica's like, Betty, you're taking this too fucking far. He's apologized. We've got it on film. And like, if afterwards he gets kicked out of the team and like, also, that is absolutely no way evidence of what... He, like, he clearly did do it. He did but do also, it. also, someone, someone you're threatening to boil to death. You handcuffed him into a hot tub and... I, I, I would and like admit heat... to something if the alternative was getting, like, drugged and boiled. <laughs> they literally torture him and, like, have also, him I'm pretty sure thing. a hot. I'm pretty sure a hot tub can't kill someone because that would be a bad design flaw. <laughs> And like, and like, there's also like I've I've read like other people's views on this, and like Chuck is a black guy, and when there's two white women having this black guy chained up in a hot tub, there's like very oh, very God. bad vibes implications to that that maybe the showrunners also didn't think of when they were you know coming up with their Every girl power idea. story arc idea. They uh they were like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna have no no bad vibes at all, isn't it? Um, so that's every idea they have like they just use the first draft on everything they they use the first draft they (laughs) also how is this plan any better than just bashing him with a baseball bat (laughs) honestly like there were two of them and one of him it shouldn't have been an issue just surprise him outside school just bash him with a bat there was actually three of them because the girl whose house it was whose name is Ethel Ethel I've just remembered the girl whose house it was um, was also like hiding in the closet, like watching him, like watching him get boiled alive. And like, there's a shot of her like smirking to herself as if to say, like, you know, everything's okay now. I feel good about the situation because I don't, I don't know, you know why she was hiding. It's her house. Revenge. She is implicated. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, this. Such a, like, I'll just hide, and they'll never know it was me. Despite the fact yeah. that this is my home. Oh, I God. had to let them in for this to work. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, like, Betty's sister... Uh, Be- Betty, like, when she was pouring the maple syrup on Chuck, was calling him Jason, who is the name of the murdered guy, because Jason had slut-shamed Betty's sister in the past. And so maybe Jason's not the saint we all think he is, but also he was murdered, like, and he has a hole in his head. So, you know, bit peak in general. I don't, I don't think you can do much about it. Yeah, that point. <laughs> yeah I think he's sort of... 
I the, don't know. the time he's, for he's, a redemption arc was probably pre-bullet. He's really pr- paid the price uh, for <laughs> for most things, um, but yeah, that's um, this is madness. That's honestly just scraping the surface. Uh, you know, for example, the Black Hood. Um, it was thought to be Svensson, the janitor, um, because the janitor... again, I'm getting Scooby Doo vibes now. Yeah, well, the janitor was the only survivor of a murder of 40 years ago known as the Riverdale Reaper. Um, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was a Riverdale Reaper 40 years ago. Um, what tone is this? What genre is this? Uh, it's, a, it's a teen romance show, Joel. Um, no, it's it, not. <laughs> but it turns out I've that it's I've never not, heard anything less romantic. It's not Svensson, actually. It's um, the the true identity of the black hood is betty's dad who um <laughs> who that's why he did the the speech at the beginning my my intro speech this is a town of sinners and sinners have to die oh, that was him that was betty's dad um <laughs> saying he picked up his father's sword who's and his father was the riverdale reaper and he, <laughs> he tried to God. continue continue his work the purging of sin um so yeah it's not, it's not going well if his daughter is boiling someone to death well no exactly like you know like father like daughter apple doesn't oh yeah no, I su- the I su- yeah i suppose it was a motivated kind of vigilante boiling yeah exactly it was a vigilante boiling um but it's all right because he eventually gets uh, shot in the head um what the, the dad or <laughs> the dad gets shot in the head um but everyone you know. d- everyone seems to eventually but but that's because he was being the black hood was being controlled by someone else uh, it's you know oh, what it's just <laughs> goes down. The, the the black hood was getting controlled by Cheryl and Jason's mum, uh, Penelope. <laughs> what, uh, what what a disappointing end to that sentence. <laughs> I was expecting like a shadow cabal or like the no, mayor no, himself. Uh, no, it was Cheryl and Jason's mum. Cheryl and Jason's mum, who um yeah, who's the owner of. The Blossom Maple Farms, um, which I think is why it's the Sticky Maple, because I think there's like maple farms in the in the local area, and like that maple's like a thing in the town. I don't know. This, this series surely is to end with Riverdale just becoming Silent Hill, right? I, I hope so. That would be. <laughs> I mean, if it hasn't already, like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe it is. This is just the form it takes for Archie. Like I will say, I was I was rewatching some of the first season in the last few days, and like I. I don't usually, when I'm watching a show on my own, find myself laughing uproariously out loud. <laughs> That's a good but, sign. But every bad other si- line... Bad sign for the teen romance. But every other line is just such a banger. Like, I, I gave you that example of speaking of bodies, have you recovered from finding Jason's? I had to stop. I had to pause for like 20 seconds for that. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> like, and that's just, that's just one of them. There are, there are a constant mountain of them. Um, and so on that note, I'd like to move to Two Truths and a Lie, if you fancy. Yes. Okay, so you're going to need a bit of, um, a bit of boy, background oh boy, oh boy, for Two oh Truths I'm and really lie. looking forward to this now. So, uh, this is a truth. So, um, just like, as a background to Two Truths and a Lie, there's a gang in Riverdale called right. the Southside Serpents. Um, and they are... Um, yeah, a gang who do like uh, drugs and shit. Um, basically. Oh no, they're the they're the drugs and violence gang. They're, are they yeah. just like <laughs> they're they, the gang, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're the gang, and um, well, they're not the only drug gang um, because I believe there's another drug dealer, a drug lord in Riverdale, 
uh, whose name is, no joke, the Sugar Man. <laughs> oh, this show is just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I'll be honest, when you suggested Riverdale, I was a little bit sceptical. I was thinking, I don't know, is that going to be weird enough? Is that going to fill out a whole episode? Oh my God. There is enough. Uh, and there's, there's a new, uh, there's a drug in Riverdale that's, I guess, unique to, to Riverdale called Jingle Jangle. Um, <laughs> most of the Southside Serpents use you it. You can't keep um, saying this shit to me, man. This is amazing. <laughs> um, so like a lot of people use it. Archie uses it, Veronica uses it. Um, it's just an addictive drug. I think it's like, I don't know if it's got like specific things that it does. It's a stimulant. It boosts your energy. Uh, keeps you wide awake. Um, it sounds like lemon s- sundrop dandelion from yeah. uh, from Archie Sonic. It's shared <laughs> universe. It is, yeah. Sonic's. I would love it if season six comes out and Sonic the Hedgehog's there in Riverdale. That'd be amazing. No, it's going to start with them finding uh, Mellow the Bee having overdosed in an alley. <laughs> That'll be the mystery that powers the entire thing. So, Go back and listen to the Sonic episode if you haven't. <laughs> yeah, listen to our Sonic the Hedgehog episode. But right, so the Southside Serpents—they're just a gang who do um, who do gang stuff. Um, yes. So I have three statements. They're doing about, the crime. I have three statements about the Southside Serpents. So they're run by um, this is a, this is an, another like background bit. They're run by Jughead's dad, um, J.P. Jones. Uh, they... Does the J stand for Jughead? <laughs> the J... Oh wait, sorry, FP Jones. Sorry, not Jughead. Oh, not, okay. not JP. I was, um... I was hoping it was like I, I'm Jughead Junior. My father <laughs> is Jughead Senior. Uh, his father is Forsyth Pendleton Jones the um... Second. <laughs> and so, all right. So you know, Jughead seems relatively tame by comparison. Yeah, to a well, name I like think that. Jughead's real name is Forsyth. Yeah, so he's Forsyth Pendleton Jones the Third. Um... <laughs> and the quote on his wiki page this is off topic but the quote the quote on Jughead's wiki page is Jughead <laughs> quoting Mark Twain rumours of my death have been greatly exaggerated <laughs> it's like that fucking it's like that Michael Scott thing where, <laughs> where yeah. he says like whatever the Mike Tyson uh, quote uh, uh, <laughs> quoted by Michael Scott <laughs> oh um, Jesus uh, yeah <laughs> So, right, the Southside Serpents. I'm getting off topic here. I apologise. It's just a lot. <clears throat> so, one, the Southside Serpents are actually a front for the Riverdale Raiders, a group of mercenaries hired to carry out various burglaries and home invasions in order to blackmail townsfolk for the various crimes that are committed. How many, like, crime syndicates and vigilante <laughs> groups are there in a town that's clearly got, like, <laughs> six got people? five people in it. It's yeah. like... Because like, everyone, everyone involved is like some fundamental key member, so there clearly can't be that many people. Though. Yeah, well, it's like if Twin Peaks was uh, just a complete madhouse, which it is anyway. But it's like if the if the Twin Peaks writers did a lot of jingle jangle or whatever that drug was called. <laughs> um, Riverdale, it's like Twin Peaks on meth. <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, pretty much. Um, and number two, uh, you'll like this one. Um, Oh, good. The, the Southside Serpents have six laws that they must abide by. Um, go like, listen to our... Like the, law, like the laws of robotics. Go... No, well, no. Go listen to our um, Pokemon episode if you haven't already. <laughs> um, rule number one. A serpent never shows cowardice. Slash no serpent stands alone. I think rule number one is like two in one. No, yeah. Rule number two. If a serpent is killed or imprisoned, their family will be taken care of. Rule number three. Unknown. 
<laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Rule number four. No serpent is left for dead. Rule number five. A serpent never betrays his own. And number six. In unity there is strength. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like a lot of those overlap. Yeah. It's just no, like, yeah. No serpent stands alone. In unity there's strength. That's just variations on the same idea. Yeah. No serpent stands alone. A serpent never betrays his own. No oh, yeah. serpent left for dead. But number three, unknown, is... Uh, <laughs> Again, go listen to our Pokemon episode. <laughs> Very similar to the Team Rocket rules, I think. Um, oh, God. And finally, as part of their initiation ceremony, mm-hmm. female Southside Serpent or prospective Southside Serpent members must perform the Serpent Dance, which involves doing a pole dance to the song Mad World. Okay. As in Mad World by... Oh, fuck, what's he called? Gary Jules? Possible. Yeah, I I know I know the song you mean. It's in, yeah, it's in a, it's in a lot of trailers for films I probably wouldn't like. Yes. Um, uh, so they they you, you have to you have to sing a cover of it whilst doing a pole dance to um to Mad World. See, right off the bat, I believe that. <laughs> I don't like it, but I absolutely believe that is some bullshit that they would put in this that. Well, we've got to we've got to have all the female members being more. Well, sexy. yeah, we've got we've got underage characters, and we might as well make them pole dance. Yes. Um, Ugh. And yes, um, that that is a scene. I I believe that one. The other two are these fucking rules again. <laughs> we've got the one. rules, and we've got the raiders. The raiders. So the raiders were. You said they were mercenaries who steal for blackmail. Yeah, so they they so like for example the the murder of Jason Blossom, uh, it's there's like eight layers of bullshit going on with the murder. Like initially it's yes. a drowning, then it's a shooting, it's a then massive it's, conspiracy. That then goes it's all a the way down he was alive up. for a week after they thought he died. Um, what? Because, because well, after being shot? No, no. After they thought he was shot. Oh. <laughs> I thought they, you meant that like you were just found, staggering around autopsy. with a bullet in his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was just wandering around. Ah. Like, hey uh, and then, like, you know, it turned out he was alive a week later, and then it turned out that Archie heard a gunshot, but that was a gunshot oh, that God. was completely irrelevant um, because bullshit. And uh, and then, like, it turns out that, like, the, like, Boy Scout nerd guys uh, were there shooting guns and shit, and then the Raiders want to get to the bottom of it. And then right. they don't. Even, I don't know if they want to get to the bottom of it, but they want to do some bullshit and like be an extra cog in the in this bullshit game that everyone's playing. Dear God. Okay. <laughs> and then the rules. Does it say who uh, picked the rules? Was it just some long-standing member of the serpents? Or? Um, I'm gonna say I don't know. I the rules are I lost mean, the, in history. The boss is Jughead's dad, so I'm going to assume he made the rules. Right, because because those ones, I think they're the lie. I for, well, here's my logic. I don't think you're skeevy enough to make up the pole dancing thing. I mean, <laughs> which which is going to be a real insult to you if it turns yeah, out. Yeah, if that, that is that, the lie, then I'm yeah. I am absolutely. But, <laughs> but I'm absolutely here. willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, and then I I believe the blackmail thing because. <laughs> because it feels yes everyone in this town is in the does no one just have like a hobby like model making or something <laughs> no one likes to make fucking models of double decker buses or whatever there's somewhere in this town there's just a hobby shop that's going out of business because everyone's just take everyone's just taking up vigilante killings or everyone someone loves pottery 
but they're never going to be able to to let their passions truly truly shine in this world well no they 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 were fine then someone broke their spinning wheel and they were just like i must have revenge (laughs) someone fucking stole their kill i will become the gray goose someone pulls murdered someone inside their fucking kill and like couldn't (laughs) yeah i am the mad (laughs) posser okay uh i'm saying the rules are fake but though i'm i'm a little bit torn no torn no, I think the first one's fake. Surely that no, <laughs> they're both so on brand for this fucking show. All right, the rules are fake. The rules are the fake. Rules are fake. Final answer. Final answer. Um, the actual truth is that the Riverdale Raiders are fake. I made that up. Um, the rules, the rules are real. There is a, th- there is the rules of the Riverdale Raiders that are. <laughs> the, th- the third rule is unknown. How um, is it unknown if the guy who invented them is still alive? <laughs> Just ask him. So there are there are editors note the events that transpired in Silent Night Deadly Night, where Sweet Pea states that the first law is no serpent stands alone, directly contradicts what was stated by Judge Jughead when he says a serpent never shows cowardice. So that basically, no one actually has a fucking clue what the rules of the serpents are. This is like Team Rocket again. It's just such a fucking treehouse club (laughs) where they're making it up as (laughs) they go. These um, are the six rules, or maybe five. We forgot yeah, one of them. Yeah. And this one might be two, but we're not certain. Also, three of them are the same rule. And also, a, a serpent never sheds his skin, which, I mean, I don't think's the case uh, as well. That is exactly what serpents um, that's, do. One that, of serpents that's what things. you should expect for, from them. But FP com- confirms that it's one of the serpent laws, but it's unclear whether that's the unknown third law or a variation of one of the other laws. Dear God. So, yeah, the serpents were hired by... Hiram Lodge to decrease the value of the Twilight Drive-In so that Lodge Industries could purchase the land for a low price. It's like low-level mob shit. Like, yeah. Which oh is very impressive. God, this show. Yeah, uh, basically, that's... Um, welcome to Riverdale, Joel. I hope. You I feel like stay. I've been on a journey this episode. I ho- yeah, I hope you enjoy your stay. One thing I did forget to mention as well that I should probably say before, I, before we wrap up. Remember mm. the nonce teacher... I'm trying to forget, but um, yes, so I do So the nonce teacher, Geraldine Grundy, um, she was seeing Archie, but she was also seeing another underage kid um, whose name was, I'm not joking, Ben Button. Which, <laughs> 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 which I feel oh, like has to be deliberate. I don't know. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so <laughs> the curious taste of Benjamin Button, indeed. Yeah, very curious case. Oh god. Oh, that that was per- that's the perfect finale. That is. <laughs> Thank I you. I can die very happy. Much. I can have an epic demise now. <laughs> you can have an epic demise. Thank you very much for listening to Margaret Thatcher Templar by Riverdale Edition. Uh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that, um, but thank you for coming on this journey with us. Yes. Do you want to pimp our social media? Yeah, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, on uh, even TikTok at Templar Spycast. And uh, you can follow me at James MacLaw and Joel at Joel Franey. I mean, if you want. If you want. Yeah, uh, he always protests at the end of episodes. But you well, should. It's, just, it's just pointless effort because I never post anything. Yeah, so he's a very good follow. Um, and yeah, yeah. What, are we, what are we going to next week, Joel? It's the long-awaited ne- one. Yes, next week we're doing the franchise that not only inspired the name of this podcast, but inspired its existence in the first place. 
We're doing Assassin's Creed. Oh yes, I'm very excited for this one. We'll be, yeah, uh, Joel, Joel will be introducing me to hopefully bits of the Assassin's Creed mythos that I've not seen. I'm, a, I'm somewhat a familiar with it. it. I've played a few of them, but... I mean, Yes. A lot of the, um, a lot of the law, like the the people who existed before the like god race people. I have no idea what's going on. So, well, Assassin's Creed lore is basically um, all of human history plus a bunch of stuff that just makes it worse. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy, <laughs> uh, and I hope you do tune in next week for <laughs> Assassin's Creed. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. See you next week. There was just a point halfway through where I just started grinning and I couldn't stop because it is so absurd. <laughs> Everything, honestly, I can't even like, oh, Jesus Christ. In uh, in season three, Ben Button is found, uh, is found unconscious in the woods by Jughead, stripped of his clothes with markings etched onto his back. <laughs> was was that site. the teacher? <laughs> no, she's been killed by now for being a nonce. Um... Also on site of candles. Poor some kids sort can't of, get a break. Some sort of blue liquid. It would seem a ceremony of some kind was taking place. Ben wakes up but is unresponsive and foaming from the mouth. Now Ben's in a coma at Riverdale General Hospital after this sounds like the start of a zombie apocalypse movie. <laughs> uh, while in the co- he awakens, he climbs out the window of his room. Betty and Jughead enter as he sits on the window seal. Ben says that he's going to be with Dilton now, who's the other guy who was passed out on the ground naked. They both flip the coin, but Dilton was a f- scared to ascend. Ben isn't, however. <laughs> oh my god, it's like Lovecraftian <clears throat> like rituals. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, what oh about... Oh my god, what won't this series do? What about Princess Etheline, Betty asks. Ben replies that they'll all what? be reunited in the kingdom and it's all part of his plan. Who's he? The Gargoyle King. That's right. I'm not joking. It is genuinely the Gargoyle King. Um, so it really is Lovecraft, like that kind of. That absolutely sounds like something like a deranged cultist it, it, would say. Yes. In... <laughs> it looks like a yeah. It looks like a weird kind of. Um, oh my god. Uh, yeah, it's got like branches coming out of it, and like a moose head, like a or goat head. If this series ends with all of them teaming up to battle the gargoyle king, like the fucking Balrog. <laughs> <laughs>